Man. You know, I was thinking of, uh, we were, wor- were you all worshiping just now? I mean, uh, I was just thinking about this, Matt, while you were up there. And I got lost in that moment. I got lost. I got caught up, you know, with God. And uh, I was literally just like sitting there. I, by the way, I have to say, uh, it looks like some of you have mastered this uh, the stance. I haven't mastered it yet. This. Oh, man. Yeah, like right there, right? I can't do that yet. I'm standing there, I'm like this. I'm like, oh, I got a hand in my pocket. Oh, I'm struggling, church. Oh, I know, I'm a Baptist. Thanks. Thanks for that. You know, um, I just thought about this, Matt. Man, you got job security for eternity, right? Like pastors, I got to tell you folks, there will come a day all will know and I'll be out of a job. You know what I'm saying? But worship leaders, there's going to be a whole lot of worshiping to do. You might as well get comfortable standing like that and saying words like hallelujah, hallelujah. I hope you're well this morning. I'm kind of uh, caught up right now in God's presence, and uh, that is a good thing. Let's uh, begin with a word of prayer this morning, if you would. Father God, we come here humbled, humbled to be before you again. Uh, What a mighty God you are, awesome for all times, for eternity. In the beginning, before we ever, before anything, let alone us existing, you were. And long after all things have gone away, you will be, Lord, in our prayers that we'll be caught up with you in this. That we'll be able to worship you uh, for all eternity, Lord. We pray, Lord, today for this time that we're going to dedicate to you. We've set aside this special time, the first day of the week, just to give glory and praise and honor to you. Uh, we, we set aside, Lord, this uh, The scripture we're going to read today, we pray, Lord, you would speak it into our lives, that we would become enfleshed in your word. And uh, we pray, Lord, for this series we put together, that you might might draw us back and and get us, stop us from running ahead of you, Lord, and just bring us back to the truth and bring us back to the basics of your word and and, uh, our walk in you. Teach us not to be proud. We love you and thank you, Lord. We confess all of our sin before you today. We just come here groveling and asking, Lord, that you would bestow on us a gift. What a a great God you are. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. All right. Well, I'll try to compose myself. Um, That's going well so far. I can't let this on the floor either. It's funny, I was, uh, we were put, putting together, we had a few weeks here in a row. Uh, I don't know if you know what today is, but today's kind of a special day in the Christian calendar. Yeah, children can go, by the way. My wife says, no one told the children to go. So if the children want to go, you guys can go and uh, go to your classes. But um, uh, this is the first Sunday of the Christian year. I don't know if you know that, but Happy New Year. This is the day. And so it's a great day to kind of start over, to return again uh, to our God. And um, we put together, can you pull that first slide for me? Please, Amanda, is it up yet? Go ahead and fire that. Matt and I have been working on this idea for the next three weeks uh, called Faith Actually. And, and the idea behind this is, is really to, to incarnate uh, what we believe. Because, you know, what we believe as Christians is not some intellectual uh, assent that we've, you know, agreed to. It has to be something that we live every day of our lives, something we breathe, something that forms us, that, that we just, it's like the air, you just live in it. And uh, for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about this, uh, these basic fundamentals of, of a Christian walk. And uh, with God's, God's blessing, we'll grow wisdom from this. 
It's so funny because I find in the church these days, oh, look, a music stand appeared. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I find that uh, the church gets so caught up in all these, these um, uh, hot items, these hot topic items right, right now. I don't know if you watched the YouTube debate still tonight, but there was this kid on there who asked about the Bible to all the Republican candidates, right? And the church gets caught up in all these, these specific issues and all this kind of this stuff that's so far and so advanced and so far down the walk. And the problem is that it brings in to public opinion that my opinion, your opinion, it's all the same and it doesn't matter. And it's all ungrounded in Scripture. The, the trouble is that we get so far down the, the path together and we start to make prof- professions about what we believe when we haven't even done the fundamentals yet. Haven't even done the fundamentals yet. I'm reminded of this. I was telling somebody this morning, I'm a, I do PC computer uh, troubleshooting, you know, for a job. And um, I'm always reminded that we always ask simple questions first instead of the complicated questions. Like, is there something wrong with your faith life today? You may just have something fundamentally wrong in your walk. And uh, before you get onto like, you know, all the, the advanced stuff, you need to start with the basics. Get back to the basics. One time, I'm not a, anybody a basketball fan in here? Yeah. A couple of you. Yeah, I'm not either, so I'm with the majority on this one, right? Uh, but, but I actually was assistant coach of a basketball team for a while. And you might ask, well, how does that happen? And I think they need somebody to like, carry towels and basketballs and water bottles and all that stuff. So I did that. We were playing this game, and uh, we weren't the best team. We weren't even like, we were probably the worst team, quite honestly, in the league. Um, and we went out to uh, West County somewhere to play basketball against this other team. And it was so funny because we showed up there, and, and, and the weirdest thing happened. We started winning the game. It was crazy. I kid you not. Like, we were winning the game. And the, senior, the, the uh, senior pastor, the coach, right? He's a senior pastor now. He's over there, and he's coaching these kids. And he's going, he's just screaming, Chris, get the ball down, man. Go, go. You know, and man, it's wide open. We're just beating the pants off of this team. They look better than us. They have a better gymnasium than us. And we're just totally ruling this game. And I'll never forget this. It's kind of funny. This, this tall guy walks in, and he walks over on the opposing side, which is never a good sign, he's had an air of authority about him, and he stood there at about midcourt, and he just watched for a while, into the second period. He's just watching the game. And then he walks over, and our fears are realized as he sits down next to the coach of the other team. And we're just like, oh, no, we're going to win one. You know, don't, don't, don't mess with this. And he starts talking to the coach. They go in the halftime. They come out, and they absolutely just destroyed us. Just destroyed us. And you know what they did? They got their hands up. They weren't playing with their hands up. They weren't getting their man. I don't know what they were doing, but all I know is something fundamental changed, and they went back to some basic principles of basketball, and our game was defeated. I mention that to you because they were getting beat by an unworthy opponent. And so often in our lives, we are beat by an unworthy opponent in our lives because we don't get the basic stuff right. It's all about the basics. So my challenge to you, I want to ask you a question, and this is my question to you. As we go into the series, who or what is your God? Who or what is your God? And that is, who are you or what are you reading up on? Who or what are you bowing down to in life? And who or what are you seeking at all cost? At all cost. See, one of the fundamental convictions I have, and I'm a fairly new Christian, and I'll just say that, right, I, about maybe eight years, 
Now that's before I consider the whole journey that God's been having me on. But just to be flat out honest, I've been in God's word for eight, about eight years. Transformed my life. But we need more. We need more of God's word in our life. And that's just this book. That's what that kid on YouTube said, man. What do you believe about this book? And if you're a non-believer, you're like, man, I don't believe nothing about that book. And I say, amen, you know, because I was an unbeliever and I didn't believe anything about this book either. Matter of fact, my story goes like this. I joined a church as an atheist. Now, that's a cool church, I have to say, okay, because it brought about my salvation in all sincerity. And I was going, you know, and I was like, I wasn't just, um, I mentioned this to you before, but I wasn't just uh, a, not a Christian. I was, I would say, an anti-Christian. I would seek out Christians, and I would just grill them, man. I'd run people off, people giving out tracts. Like, I, I just couldn't stand the idea but this church somehow just drew me in and loved me enough and let me have enough space that I was able to stick around long enough for God to start to soak into my bones, you know? And I found myself in this new member orientation class, and I'm sitting there, and, and this pastor, you know, with all sincerity, says, this word will change your life. This book will change your life. And I go, oh, brother, you know? And I was writing little sarcastic notes to my wife, and I was showing to her in a Bible study because I was like slick like that, you know. And, 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 and I went home, though, and there was a seed in me that just wouldn't, I couldn't let it go. And so I threw down a gauntlet. I threw down this challenge. And I didn't throw it down before any man. I threw it down before God. And I said, you know what, God? I'm going to read this book cover to cover. And then once and for all, I can put it away. I can be done with it. I can know all these Christians are wrong. And they're all crazy. And there's nothing about this book that's any different than any other book on the whole planet. Well, this pastor had said to me, don't start reading in Genesis. In this, you know, he said, start reading in Mark. Then read Mark, Luke, John, Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, New Testament, Old Testament. That is not in order if you don't know that. Start with the book of Mark, is what he told me. Now, I don't know why God let him to say that. But I went home, and uh, I got to tell you, if you're a non-believer and you have a believer as a spouse, it's a hard thing to start doing Bible study, you know, because that'll give them an inch. They'll think you've gone a mile <laughs> And in pride, man, I was so proud of my non-belief. And so I, I couldn't even ask where my Bible was, you know. I couldn't find it. I was up in the attic at night, like midnight, digging around, trying to make too much noise. Couldn't find it. Got on the web and found the Word of God there and started reading it. And it's so funny because uh, I'm going to turn here. I started, I didn't really have a perception of this at the time because I was reading this online. And uh, as you're reading, I was just started reading, but I kid you not. Uh, I was going to read the whole book, the whole book, the whole Bible, the entire Bible. And I, I got through six, six chapters of Mark. Now, if you don't know what that means, that means about this much. That's six chapters. And in six chapters, I was on my knees before the throne saying, Oh, God, I'm so sorry. So I want to say to you today, if you're a non-believer, I dare you. I dare you to challenge God. And I dare you to get into his word because it will change your life. You say, well, yeah, I already believe. I get it, Bill. I know what you're talking about. But I got to tell you something else. I became a new Christian, man, and God had the spirit in me, and it was like the, the, the fire in my bones, you know. It was just burning. And I was reading scripture, and I was studying. I was so intense and, and all this. And this lady came to my door one day, and she rang the doorbell, and I came out, and she said, uh, can I talk to you about Jesus? And I said, yes, let's talk. And she says, oh, okay, uh, 
she started, she, had a, she didn't have a Bible, she had a pamphlet. She started going through a pamphlet with me, and, and, and we started to engage in this conversation about God. Well, I was telling a friend of mine who's been a Christian for a very long time about this, and, and they said, who were they? I said, I don't know who they were. They just came to my door. It was the coolest thing, right? What, what do they have? Do you have something they gave? I said, well, yeah, I have this, it's, it's this thing about uh, the kingdom of God and uh, a Jehovah. And she goes, oh, my gosh. That was a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And she says, you've you got to be so careful. I tell you what, when somebody told, told me one time, when you see somebody like that, like that at your door, just pull the blinds, turn off the lights. <laughs> that was her advice to me. I was a new Christian. And I said, why would I do that? And she said, because they know Scripture inside and out frontwards and backwards, and they can turn it around so quick your head will be spinning, you don't know which way is up anymore. And I just thought, really? If I'm a Christ follower, and Christ is revealed in this book, why would I ever be afraid to begin to talk to someone about it? What is the fear? And I just got a conviction that day. I said, Lord, by your mercy and by your grace, may I know this word so well that I'm not afraid to talk to anybody about it know it better than me. There are people who do know it better than me, but let's talk. God's Spirit will guide us. So I want to encourage you, if you're a believer, you should be in the Word. You should know it. You should know it better than anyone that's going to come up to you on the street, better than anyone that's going to come ring your doorbell, better than people at work who are totally lost. And I'll tell you why. Because you will then have the ability to speak God's truth into their lives. It comes first through your bones and you soak in it. And then you begin to have the power of God to speak into people's lives and to, to right wrongs, to correct um, poor theology. So there, there it is. I just want to throw that out there. I'm going to talk to you today about the scripture uh, from Isaiah. Isaiah 55, and I was so excited to find this. Uh, I was talking to Matt. We've been working so much together this week. It's kind of funny. And uh, uh, I was talking about how I never preached Isaiah 55, and I was blown away. You know, I always say God is an awesome God. He wants everyone to be in awe of him. If you open up a scripture and start to read it, and it just starts, you, you just go, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Right? There you are again. Isaiah 55, verses 6 through 13. This is what it says. Seek the Lord while he might be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God and he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow a pine tree, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. This is the word of God.
I'm going to throw this in my Bible because I cannot see that far away. I'm getting old. Old, old. When we talk about getting into Scripture, I know people, it's kind of like talking about evangelism. People just go like, man, I, I can't do it. I don't get it. It's too complicated. I don't have time, you know. Um, whatever the excuses that come out of our hearts are, we need to know that we can do this as Christians. Time, what's the benefit to me? Something else that I think people say, it doesn't do anything. It's not real. Um, it's so funny how many times we miss the obvious things, you know. I said something about, I was setting up a printer at work. This is kind of a silly story, right? But I got this brand new printer. I unboxed it. I unpacked it and I put it on the counter. And I went back and I threw this packet of information on my desk. And then I got on the internet and I started looking for drivers and looking for the manual. I kid you not. Because I couldn't get this thing to install on our network, you know. And I was kind of being embarrassed by this new printer we had gotten. I can't, I should be able to do this, right? I can't do it. And I'm downloading the drivers. Our network is slow. And I'm just going, man, this is going to take an hour and this. And all of a sudden I look over and there it is in that packet. There's a CD and instructions. And I just wonder how many times in our lives we do that. Do we have the truth right in front of us and we go looking for it in all the other places? Go find it on our own. So in this way, you end up wasting time. Someone else has done work, and that's what the scripture is to us. Someone else's work, someone else's encounter with God, written down. And that's revelation to us. Isaiah begins like this. Seek the Lord while he might be found. Call on him while he is near. There's a sense there that this will not last forever. I said that this morning. There will be a time when you will no longer be allowed to respond to the word of God. This is a time, a special time for us. Believers will always be able to worship, and non-believers will always long for it. But this is the time that God can be found. Let the wicked forsake his way, in verse 7, and the evil man his thoughts. The, wick, the wicked means kind of the criminals forsaking their journey or their choices in life. Just give them up. And the evil man, their thoughts, that's their plans, you know? And it's not so much evil like you think evil, like, you know, like that kind of evil, right? It's more of um, idolaters. People that put anything before God in their lives. He says, forsake it. Get away from those plans. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy. Amen. And our God, and he will freely forgive and pardon. And then God goes on this, this tirade here, because my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's the same word there, folks. Neither are my ways your ways. God's plans are not our plans. And God's journey is not our journey. And just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so were my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And the rain and the snow came down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So as my word, it was out of my mouth. It will not return empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. Now someone asked me earlier, you know, people say scripture is complicated. It's, it's, it's very hard to understand. And someone asked me earlier, they said, are, are you going to have another strict drawing today? And I said, no, I've moved on. I have something even better. So you want to go ahead and pull up that slide? I put together the slide for you. This part of the scripture is what we're kind of focusing on today. Look at that. Now, before you make fun, I, I got to tell you something about this. You know where this came from? NASA's website. 
what? Multi-million dollar stuff, man. They're doing stuff like, I don't even understand it. I was looking at this, and the first thing I thought was like, well, it doesn't look quite right, because according to God, let's see what God says here. Um, As the rain and snow come down, they will not return void without watering the earth and make it blood and, and flo- bud and flourish. And so I thought, well, let's go ahead and, and hit that next slide and look at that. So I made one change. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, because that's what God says. So NASA's got it wrong too, right? NASA's got it wrong too. Um, but this is, this is what God is talking about. And I say, you know, only half joking to you. If, if, you, if you're having a hard time understanding Scripture, do something very simple to understand it. This is what God says. This is what my word is like. This process is what my word is like. So I just started doing some very basic things. Go ahead, Amanda. You wanna, oh, well, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so this is something I ran across. And, um, they were teaching children, uh, like, I don't know, fourth graders about this cycle, and they had to make these bracelets. This is great. A tangible way to remember how to pray. I mean, how to read scripture. I mean, how to learn the cycle of water, right? And, uh, and they had this song, and it was like, um, how did it go? Uh, evaporation, condensation, precipitation everywhere. Wait, watch. Evaporation, condensation, precipitation everywhere. Man, does that look like worship or what? Like they don't even know it. Teaching the kids to worship. Go ahead. Let's go past this. So here's that slide again, right? Oh, that's so good. And, and uh, so I started to scratch things out. Go ahead and, and hit it. The first thing I get rid of is the cloud because the cloud isn't the cloud. It's God, right? And uh, condensation probably isn't the right word for what God is doing, so go ahead and there you go. Condensation. That means he comes down to us, right? And then over here, the precipitation, it's the rain and snow. No, it's the word of God falling on dry, barren land, right? The land is not the land in God's analogy. It's God's purposes. The word comes down to serve God's purpose on the earth. The ocean is God's desire, what he's calling for what he wants in his heart. And then evaporation is the returning to God. Look at that. That's kind of cool. And so I was looking at that, and I just, I just thought, well, that's, that's it. It's this process of reading Scripture. You see, it's not so complicated, right? Even fourth graders can understand this. When God's word comes, though, it will never return empty. He makes a promise. Did all of you get a card this morning? Y'all have got a card? Yeah, you look really excited about that. You know, that is, that, that is not just any card. That card is for you today. That card is not like any other card in the room. That is the word of God to you today. Do you think God can't use that to speak into your life? I pray he already has this morning. Use that to speak into your life. It will not return void but will achieve the purpose which I have sent it. And he says, after you will go out in joy and be led forth in shalom. That's in this peace, this wholeness that, that stops all the, the rat racing around. You will have some integrity to your life, some consistency after the word of God comes. And the mountains and hills will burst forth into song before you, right? 
And the trees of the fields will all clap their hands. You know, mountains and hills, those are what? High places and low places. Every place you see will begin this, to break forth in the word of God. In this, this story, do you ever experience that when you're out? Do you ever just get caught up, not just in worship, but in the moment? Anywhere, and you look and you go, wow, God is doing so much stuff. All the trees are going to clap their hands. That means the small little twiggy trees that are just starting to grow and the big oaks that have been growing for years will all begin to profess this word of God made flesh. And instead of thorn bushes, pine trees will grow. What, what are thorn, man, thorn bushes, right? Who wants to play with those? You know what pine trees are for? It's a cypress. It was made to build the temple of God. There's an idea that, that no longer these things that hurt and, and pain, but these things that can bring glory, a space, a sanctuary for God. And instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be done for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. That's what the word of God is saying to us today. I want to give you a couple of very practical ways because as, as you, you encounter scripture, you know, and it's just amazing, but we don't do it enough, right? Because Sunday mornings isn't enough for a faith walk. I hate to tell you that, right? It's not enough. We gave those little cards, you know. I was telling Matt when I said those cards, I said, yeah, they can put them in their wallet or put them in their purse. And he goes, or the dash of their car or truck. I said, well, that's a good point, you know. All kinds of ways you can use those in your life. Bathe in scripture. Just surround yourself with it. I'll tell you a story about scripture cards. My dad is a biker. Any bikers here? Man, it's like the same two guys that like basketball. <laughs> What's the deal? What do you guys like? In this? You know, I got, now this one, man, I love motorcycles. Love it. And I'm at Christmas a few years ago. My dad says to me, um, hey, man, you want to go, uh, I got an extra Harley, right? You want to go ride down to this thing called Little Sturges? And I'm like, I don't know. And I talked to my wife later. I said, if you ask me again, I'm saying yes. She goes, okay. And uh, he asked me again. And I said, yeah, you know. So I'm right. So I, I get this bike, and I start to clean it up and prep it for the trip. My dad doesn't take your very good care of stuff, you know. And I'm cleaning it up and polishing it and everything, and I'm sitting on it, and I just start to feel a little uncomfortable about it. And then a word of God comes to me, and I kid you not, I took this little piece of Scripture, and I taped it right below the speedometer. And I wish I could tell you today I knew what it said. I don't know what it said. But I know that whole trip with those pipes just deafening me and everyone around me. And with the wind in my hair, I started to worship God with his word and with his creation and this full experience of God. I got to tell you, more than a few guys came over to the bike a little tipsy. They're like, man, this is a nice bike. My dad's got an old Harley 83 dresser, right? People are like really kind of clamored to it. And they're looking at it and they're like, and then you see them stop. And they would just kind of go away. Yeah the word of God for you. Man, what about that? Get into your lives and the places you don't expect it. All I know is it transformed my experience in that trip. You can do it with 15 minutes a day. You know if you do 15 minutes of scripture reading a day, you can read the Bible in a year. How many have done, oh, don't raise your hand. Not many of us have done that, and I haven't done it, right? I almost did it. I did like nine months, and then I kind of just tapered off. 15 minutes a day, you can read the entire book in a year. The book of books. And then the last thing is, get into a small group, you know, uh, uh, just a group of friends who want to look at Scripture. One of the greatest blessings I ever had was I was out for a walk one night in Highland, and I was walking by my brother-in-law's house, and I saw these, like, these um, tiki torches in the backyard that were on, 
And, and I thought, that's kind of weird. It's like midnight. So I walk around the back of his house, and he's sitting out there with this Bible open, and he's reading his Bible on the back porch. And so I thought, well, I shouldn't interrupt him. And I thought, well, yeah, of course I should. So I go, and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, no, why don't you come and sit down? And we spent two, like, two and a half hours probably that night reading the Word of God together. And that night we decided to start a Bible study together. There's something about being in a, a group of friends. Nothing like high church, nothing religious, just looking at the Word of God and, and discerning what it means uh, to you. And, and uh, I just think, I just want to encourage you to do that at all costs. Get, get, in, get in the Scripture in some way. That's my thing today, right? Just do it. Just do it. Get into Scripture in some way. I want to show you something. One last thing, and we're going to close. Uh, pull up the next slide for me. We're going to go back to that NASA slide because it's so awesome. Um, the only thing about this whole cycle here and about the Scripture we read today, Isaiah 55, is it's kind of messy. With all the stuff over it, it's kind of hard to really see what's going on. And so I took a few minutes and I, I cleaned up all the extra garbage, all the X's outs and all the, the analogy that was used by Isaiah the prophet. And I came to a clearer picture of, of what God's doing. And that's it. This word that became flesh is not just the book of the Bible. It's Jesus, our Savior. Died on the cross, died on the cross for you, died on the cross for me. And people were so blown away by that experience, they started writing books about it. And it's found right here, Book of Mark. So I'd encourage you, if you're not doing it already, just get in there and read, man. <sighs> Return to God this day. I'm going to ask Matt and the team to come back up. We were, uh, I was talking, I want to do this before you, guys, before you guys start to play, I want to do this. Check this out. Backwards and forwards, scripture. I want to hear, hear this speaking to your life today. We're going to start in verse 13 and read backwards. Are you ready? To verse 6. This will be for the Lord's renown, an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. Instead of a thorn bush will grow a pine tree, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. It will... It, so it is with my word, the word of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. Just as the rain and snow come down to the earth and do not return without watering the earth and making it bud, bud and flourish. I don't know why I can't say that this morning. Giving enough seed for the sower and enough bread for the eater. The heavens are higher than the earth and my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. Seek the Lord while he might be found, and call on him while he is near. The word of God. God reminded me, I was sitting today, this week, and I was sitting in a, a faculty staff chapel at Greenville. We were having communion. And there was this moment of revelation. You know, I'm working on this stuff, uh, faith actually, you know, our faith walk and stuff. And, and um, God brought me back to this time in my life three years ago to the day. Three years to the day I was in the same seat in a different place. And God said, Billy, 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 it's my faithfulness actually. It's God's faithfulness that's drawing us along. I want to encourage you today just to respond to that word. Respond in your heart. If you want to come forward, 
You can come and sit down here. We'd love to pray with you. But if you just want to just give it up to God where you're at, that's cool. It's not about us. It's not about this place. It's about God's glory. So I just encourage you to do that.